It is episode 240. The teacher is out with red ruby lips. It is Thursday, December 23rd, 2021, two days after the winter solstice celebration. It is time to laugh, drink, think, and feed the red-lipped batfish. This is the Paul Truesdell Podcast. Due to our extensive holdings, that of our clients and your host, you should assume that we have a position in all companies discussed and that a conflict of interest exists. The information presented is provided for informational purposes. And now, Paul Truesdell. Well, Roscoe, what do you say? Are you ready to rock and roll and get ready? Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the red ruby lipped we got here red ruby lipped batfish i mean this thing is really kind of cool it's found in the galapagos islands off of peru kind of hangs out in depths around 10 to uh, 250 feet below the surface of the ocean the red-lipped batfish are closely related to guess what that's right the rosy lipped batfish that's right we have the red lap uh, red-lipped batfish and the rosy lipped batfish i'm not quite sure how you tell them apart but we're going to figure it out. Listen, one day we're going to have the rainbow-colored-lipped batfish, and then we'll all be politically correct. What do you think? So the red, rosy-lipped batfish, well, the rosy-lipped ones are found near the Cocos Islands, um, again, off of the Pacific coast of Costa Rica. But alas, 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 ladies and gentlemen, they're not going to be in the Olympics. These are a trans species. So here's the thing. As batfish, they're not very good swimmers. And I say it's time to call discrimination where discrimination exists. So we're going to call discrimination. And so I'm here to say that here's what I'm thinking about doing. We've got to create a fake. That's right, a fake foundation. And I want you to give all the money to this fake foundation. I'm going to steal it and use it. What the hell? And so as a result, we're going to do a website. We're going to imply, that's right, imply that we're going to write all the wrongs of discrimination against this poor little batfish, both... I think we just include both of them, the Red Ruby and the Rosie, Red Ruby Rosie. And I tell you what, as an incentive, this is what we're going to do. I want you to bundle money, bundle, B-U-N-D-L-E, bundle the money like political campaign contributors. And here's what I will do for you. I will award you fake ambassadorships. That's right. Fake ambassadorships to cities of Pluto that I've created. So don't delay. Get your Plutotian ambassadorship and don't waste money. Don't waste money. Just give it to me, and we'll take care of those red-lipped batfish through our foundation. Sounds good? I think so. So, Roscoe. Yeah. What do you think? you think uh, we're going to get some people to give uh, money to our fake foundation? Yeah. Leon. Yes. I think it's unanimous. Everybody's in, in agreement. We're going to do that. So here's what we're going to do today. Let's take a few you know, items and, and talk about this. So I want to talk a little bit about education. And let's talk about a teacher who, uh, God, can you imagine? Listen, I was, uh, I'm a kid from the 50s, right? My kid from the 50s. I'm your 1970s and 80s muscle car driving dad. And I cannot even imagine being in a school where the teacher does the following. No. It was National Coming Out Day yesterday. If we were here in person, I would have done this yesterday. 
Okay, so this clip is about a teacher saying it's National Coming Out Day. And I hope to God that she's teaching in a high school. It doesn't make any difference where she's at. Can anybody tell me why this is part of any kind of an educational discussion? Remember, I'm just a black and white guy. I like numbers. Give me the facts. I really don't give a rat's ass about the emotions. My name's Miss Watsy. I'm... And I'm here. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, again, I just got to tell you, you know, teachers who talk like this, I can't handle that stuff. I just can't. That's not me. If you want to lead, follow, or get out of the way, I'm the guy you want to be around. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> My name's Miss Watsy, and I am. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Part of me thinks that this teacher is probably a couple years older than the students. What do you think? It's just, it's that bad. I'm Miss Watsy, and I am. Yeah. Yeah. So, I wanted to inform you I am coming out as a lesbian today. Oh my God! Oh no! So, does anybody really care what the sexual preference is of your teacher? I don't, never have, never, I just, I just don't care. That's your own choice. What I'm interested in is learning the material that I need to get ahead in life. But, you know, we've got this thing where everybody is divided, and I hate this stuff. I just hate it. I hate things like this. I was worried you were going to ask something sophomoric, like, what can I, as a straight cis male, personally do to eradicate the harmful patriarchal system of the gender binary and compulsory heterosexuality? What? what? I gotta, you gotta listen to that again. Like, what? I was worried you were going to ask something sophomoric, like, what can I, as a straight cis male, personally do to eradicate the harmful patriarchal system of the gender binary and compulsory heterosexuality. Dumb as a rock, overrated, way over their heads, wacko and incompetent. I gotta tell you, I, listen, all I do know is that some of you ladies like uh, pussy men. God bless you. Um, and maybe you like women because that's why you like pussy men. But I, I, you know, I think there's a lot of men out there and women, men are just confused. That's that's for sure. There's not very few people that are willing to come out and call it the way I see it. I'm, they aren't. They're just, they're, oh, God's horrible. But I got to tell you, I think with the overwhelming on the average and whole, for the most part, women, they, they want a real man around. And, and and that is what it is, what it is. And so one of the things I think is really important in life is you, you, you've you you've got to, well. Tired of uh, being jerked around. Yeah, a, a lot of guys are, okay? I think a lot of women are as well. But there's nothing really we can do about that. What I do know is that there are a lot of people out there who are doing things that, I don't know, they probably shouldn't be doing. And one of those is. And Dr. Mike Heaton, formerly of Pfizer, has stated, in agreement with Fauci, by the way, that more than 35 cycles results in at least 97% false positives. Okay, so what we're talking about is that PCR test. Now, for those of you who know me and know what we have talked about here from a fact standpoint, we actually did the study on it. These PCR tests are being abused, are being used wrongly, and there's also the guy that created it. Remember, he got, I think, a, a Nobel Prize, and then they took it away from him because he didn't speak and go with the the, the language of the day. This is terrible. I, I just, freedom of speech to me is such a big thing. Freedom of movement, freedom of thought, being able to connect the dots and critical thinking as such, it's just a huge thing for me. So when you have this test and you overspin it, okay, it's just, it's like a centrifuge, you're spinning the thing, you get these false positives. Now listen to what the guy has to say here, because this is going to be interesting. But in the Drosten test, which served, mind you, which served as a blueprint for the vast majority of 
of tests subsequently performed worldwide, 45 cycles were used. This was... You, just, you don't want to do that, okay? You are doubling the cycles that are supposed to be used. ...followed, always accompanied by the panic orchestra of the mainstream media and the vast majority of politicians, in quick succession by the COVID measures, such as the lockdown, which had been invented shortly before in China, social distancing, mask mandates, and finally the so-called vaccines. So I think it's important that we replay this a little bit because one of the things he said, you know, there's, it's the knee-jerk reaction of the media, which is nothing more than propaganda to continue to promote whatever it is being sold. But I think it's also important that we need to realize where the lockdowns originated. The lockdowns originated in China. We all saw that. We saw people falling dead in the streets. They ran that thing over and over. That was fake. We saw people jumping out of windows and other things. Again, let's listen to this. This was followed, always accompanied by the panic orchestra of the mainstream media and the vast majority of politicians, in quick succession by the COVID measures, such as the lockdown, which had been invented shortly before in China, social distancing, mask mandates, and finally the so-called vaccines. These alleged vaccines are in reality gene therapeutic experiments. And these experiments are performed on unsuspecting humans because there was no valid informed consent. Now, this is also very important to always remember, never forget. And, and we can have a, an intelligent discussion. There's no reason to yell and scream at each other and go nuts. Is this gene therapy or is it a vaccine? And that is one of the things that we should be talking about. I don't care if you agree or disagree. Makes no difference to me. I really don't give a rat. What I do know is that the failure of not having this discussion is not not good at all. Not good at all. So let's continue on with uh, with this little discussion. Should be emphasized at this point that every invasive medical intervention is a bodily injury or battery unless the patient explicitly consents. And his consent, his or her consent, is invalid if he or she is not informed correctly and completely. You know, I think that's really important that no matter what goes on in life, and as an investment advisor, I believe that we should be held to a true fiduciary standard. You have full disclosure. You talk about what's going on. Medicine has a fiduciary standard. Why are we here in the dark? And I don't know why we're here in the dark. It's Things sometimes just don't add up. Again, not anti-vaxxer, not asking questions. That's all I'm doing is asking questions. That is about the fact that no medical studies have been conducted and about the numerous very serious side effects that have become known in the meantime. This concept of informed consent is the most important result of the Nuremberg medical trials of 1946. So we have the Nuremberg trials of 1946 where we prosecuted and killed many, many Germans um, for war crimes. And if you look at the Nuremberg trial transcripts, a lot of this stuff is paralleling what's going on today. Now, let's move to what is going on in Germany when it comes to children. And I find what I'm going to share with you is so utterly, absolutely disgusting. Well, I mean, yeah, there's some pretty scary stories. I mean, uh, uh, just have to go north of Austria, which is obviously Germany. And there are three stories, I think, that tell... uh, 
really good story. Uh, the first one was reported in Die Welt, which is the equivalent of uh, The Guardian uh, in Germany. And it's essentially about the ritual humiliation of children who are asked to go to the front of the class and state their vaccination status daily. Those who are vaccinated are applauded. Those who are not have to uh, explain why they're not. Now, let's stop this. I want to go back and, and replay this. I want you to hear this again very clearly. For all of those of you who like Jim Cramer, which yesterday we talked about, he, he wants, I mean, he literally is, for all practical purposes, talking about a gulag. Um, do, would, would you, as a child, what would you say to being put in front of a class and you say, no, I'm not being vaccinated, my parents or whatever. I have, I'm a conscientious objector, blah, blah, blah. And they ridicule you. Who does that as a teacher or institution? It's bad enough that kids do it to kids. Go to the front of the class and state their vaccination status daily. Those who are vaccinated are applauded. Those who are not have to uh, explain why they're not. So that's the one story I think that really kind of uh, should raise an alarm bell for people who are for the mandate. Uh, the other one is the discussion of wristbands for people to go shopping. And those people who don't have the wristbands won't be able to go shopping. Wristbands, public humiliation. This sounds a lot like the 1940s. Uh, in, across a multitude of stores. Uh, the third one, which I think is possibly more reminiscent of 1930s Germany, is uh, was an attack on coffee shops who were giving out coffees for free for, um, for people who were either vaxxed or unvaxxed. And that was in Berlin. And it was reported uh, in the Tagesspiegel. And in fact, the the uh, the campaign against that uh, the, these various coffee shops was launched by the Tagesspiegel itself. So what's happening here is that some coffee shops that were giving out, you know, coffee, hey, you got vaccinated, we're going to give you coffee. Others have said, nah, we don't buy this. And if you're not being vaccinated, we're going to give you coffee. An incentive to come on in, you know, blah, blah, blah. The ones who supported the, you know, not getting a vaccine. Oh, me, oh, my. They were, I mean, they were taken to the woodshed. Now, one of the items I think we should always talk about, and I really mean that we should talk about this, is very simple facts. Some things cannot be hidden. And when they can't be hidden, we ought to be talking about them. And one of those is stillbirths. I cannot imagine being a lady and having a child that comes out, you go full term and the child's deceased. You gave birth to stillborn baby. That's got to be horrible. 86 stillbirths between January and July. And normally, it's only one, it's only five or six stillbirths every year. So we have 86 stillbirths, when normally they only have just a couple a year. This is a nurse at a hospital, and I'm not going to disclose where it's at um, for some uh, legitimate reasons. 86 stillbirths between January and July. And normally, it's only one, it's only five or six stillbirths every year. So about one stillbirth every two months is the usual rate. So to suddenly get to 86 stillbirths in six months, that's highly unusual. Wow. So what you got is you got a situation where well, let's just round the numbers up and let's just simply, you know, you normally have maybe let's say 10. Now you got like about what, 180. That is something that should be investigated. That is something that should be investigated. I don't know. I would want to know what's going on. I mean, if I was in, uh, if my wife and I were having children, oh. that ain't going to happen. But if we were, you know, we would be um, concerned about that. Roscoe, I know you'd be upset if I was uh, not thinking about it. Yeah. So let's, what else is going on? We also have in Australia. 
Australia, we have those who have COVID, those who don't have COVID. And this is a little bit jumbled and jivey, but the reality is the mistreatment of those who are going to hospitals, Australia is just, it's just a godforsaken place. I can't believe that I'm saying this because I really think, well, Australia in the past, what I thought was a really cool place. But now, you know, again, if you go to the hospital, you're treated. I'm calling my lawyer. You, you better call your lawyer because this is what's going to happen. The bulk of the patients will be vaccinated. Um, if you're not vaccinated, you get segregated. You get put in a different part of ED, put into isolation. Um, and, and people, they just, I mean, I had one consultant on my last night. She stood in front of our big board with everybody, all the patients and all their symptoms, and she said, what's going on? Why have we got so many patients? It's all cardiac, 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 short of breath, you know? So what they're talking about is they have all of these COVID patients that have been vaccinated. This is the setup who are in there for cardiac issues. Myocarditis is something that is really increasing. And you've heard the talk by a lot of the talking heads saying that, you know, listen, kids having heart attacks and dying is not abnormal. I don't know about you, but I never met a kid when I was a kid uh, who had any kind of heart issues. Um, uh, it's just weird. Fools. And I just can say, tick, 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 this is adverse reaction, adverse reaction. All of our wards are full. So she's saying, tick, 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 tick. It's the numbers are adding up. Again, we, you, me, everyone should have the right... To have a good, pure, unadulterated ability to make a decision. Why are we here in the dark? Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, if, if people having cardiac problems, people with flare-ups from their cancer, like you name it. It's just, I guarantee a hospital is full of, of vaccine damage. It's just, people people are blind. People just cannot see it. Oh, so it's it's frustrating. There's no no doubt about it. I mean, it's very frustrating. And one of the things I think we should talk about is some of the economics that's going on. And what I want to do is talk a little bit about economics. And uh, first off, Brian, what's going on economically in the world today? Real gross domestic product, known as GDP, increased at an annual rate of 2.3% in the third quarter of 2021, following an increase of 6.7% in the second quarter. So GDP. GDP, gross domestic product, is down. That is a fact. Is this something that everybody should panic and go crazy over? No. The increase was revised up two-tenths of a point from the second estimate released in November. The deceleration in real GDP in the third quarter was led by a slowdown in consumer spending. So one of the things that you hear all the time is, you know, consumer spending, consumer spending, consumer saving, consumer attitude. And years ago, I began to go, what, you know, it doesn't square with what I'm seeing in the real world when I talk to people. I think what you have is you've got a lot of reasons for things that are going on. And this is a discussion that I will be sharing extensively with clients. The big thing is do not hang your hat on short-term trends. There are some big long-term trends, and I've been telling you about them for a long time. The Department of Commerce states that a resurgence of COVID-19 cases resulted in new restrictions and delays in the reopening of establishments in some parts of the country. I got I get sick, I get so sick and tired of this. I get sick and tired of economic talking heads that tell you things such as, oh, the reason why this occurred was X. Not taking into consideration XYZ, ABC, QRST, and UV 
VW. There are lots of things that kind of correlate, but I'll give you a good example. Uh, Musk, okay? Musk sold a tremendous amount of Tesla stock. He were saying, oh, the stock is down. Oh my God, time to throw in the towel. It's terrible. Oh. But he's got to pay $10 billion in income taxes. Folks, where do you think he's going to get that money from? In the third quarter, government assistance payments in the form of forgivable loans to businesses, grants to state and local governments, and social benefits to households all decreased. That is the official narrative. But what does Paul Truesdell think? Tired of uh, being jerked around. Yeah, I'm tired of being jerked around. Listen, of course there's payments that are down, but they're... Not everything is occurring because of COVID. And despite the fact that that is the mantra that's being out, said out there, don't buy it. Literally don't buy it. The Dow gained over 500 points on Tuesday, indicating that immature investment managers may have realized that the last three-day Omicron panic selling might have been overdone. So I'm in my 60s, and I've been through a lot of ups and downs in the market, including the 1987 stock market crash on Black Monday. And just so you know, as I played earlier, earlier in the week, that was not the day that the black folks in Texas had an economic decline. That was what poopy pants Biden was saying. I mean, it's just, how did this guy get in office? I don't know. How did Trump get in office? How the hell did you, did the Democrats get Hillary? I, you know, I, I don't get any of this stuff. I, isn't there anybody out there with any brains? I mean, oh God. Tired of uh, being jerked around. Oh, yeah. For those people who are not hardcore Republican, who are not hardcore Democrat, who actually, you know, are thinking rationally and trying to make the best decision in their lives. Why are we here in the dark? You got to simply sometimes go back and go, is, is this as good as it gets? It appears, based on our analysis, that the vast majority of country is not inclined to go back under lockdown or make meaningful lifestyle changes due to the latest virus strain. Yeah, so if they try putting, which it's going to happen, you know, it's happening in, in the states where people are used to drinking Kool-Aid. Uh, other states that are, are and, and rural, rural people in the rural areas, generally speaking, you know, they're more self-sufficient. They understand the importance of, of long-term planning. They have a longer time horizon. When you can walk right around the corner and go to the bodega, when you can drive into work and get your cup of coffee and your donuts and your, 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 your breakfast meal, and you don't have the fortitude of planning, I mean, these are the people that are going to continue to, you know, okay, whatever you say, I got to do. As we speak with others, the number of chicken littles is decreasing and people are becoming increasingly vocal and fed up with federal policies. Yeah, people are becoming fed up. I talk to people all day long. We monitor this. We have a scorecard. And for anybody with the federal government that's listening to this, I'm not promoting this. I'm warning you, you are upsetting a lot of people. Americans are clearly frustrated. And while some cities are are enacting new regulations, such as masks and constitutionally illegal passports. As per the 14th Amendment to the United States Constitution, Americans might not be playing along as much as the ruling class might want. I don't care what anybody says. Um, yeah, I've got a law degree and I can I can give you chapter and verse, uh, constitutional law. These passports that are being issued out there is a pure, unadulterated, absolute violation of the, of the 14th Amendment. Period. The confusing public health news with fear, doom, and gloom have many Americans reacting with indifference. So all this doom and gloom, like everybody, you know, is, uh, oh, well, you know, the 47th uh, variant of COVID is coming in and you just got to trust us. 
Why are we here in the dark? Yes, you got to trust us because you got to you got to get you got to get another shot. Thank you, thank you so much. I and people are beginning to say no, no thanks. A solid indication of that we've had enough phenomenon was the phenomenal box office performance of the latest Spider-Man franchise movie, which opened like gangbusters over the past weekend. It opened up like gangbusters, but it wasn't. You know, I mean, there when before COVID, there were it would have been like eh, so so, so opening. At least for some, the theatrical experience is returning. Also, it doesn't hurt that the new Spider-Man installment is apparently not woke. Woke everything is worn out, and everyone will figure it out over the next few months and years. Everything has to be woke, woke, woke. Just like this teacher, just like you hate men, you know, all of this stuff. It's just a lot of people are getting tired of it, folks. And if you did something to my minor children when they were minor, like standing them up in front of a classroom and embarrassing them, um, there'd be some hell to pay for it. I mean, there'd be some real hell. First off, I would realize... Dumb as a rock, overrated, way over their heads, wacko and incompetent. And then I would open a can of whoop-ass on them because I wouldn't take this. I would get my uh, my buddies from uh, down the street and we'd be doing one of these... Uh, We'd be getting our big-ass Viking bodies down there and kicking some ass. Speaking about kicking some ass, we've got a, a, a potential. I remember that movie with, uh, I can't remember, an asteroid was coming in, coming in, and we had to send these crazy guys up to uh, Bruce Willis and his crazy crew. You know, one of the things that I want you to always remember and never forget, sometimes movies are made, and you got to look at the funding of them. I happen to do that. I look at funding of movies. And there's a reason why, for example, Top Gun came out, and it was great, right? And everybody who signed up for the military, Rob, Rah, rah. You have some of your Clint Eastwood movies. You go back to a guy by the name of John Wayne. Those of you who may remember who John Wayne is. Movies are made to to get people ready for things. And people think, oh, no, no, that doesn't happen. Yes, it does. We're getting our first look at NASA's attempt to redirect an asteroid. Three, two, one, zero. Mission. Okay, so we have the first ever planetary defense mission. Did you hear all about this? Have you been following it? And who's up there doing it? SpaceX? So yeah, Elizabeth Warren wants to take Elon Musk to the woodshed and yet he's paying $10 billion of income taxes, the most any single American has ever paid. And we're also relying on them because the Russians are about ready to tell us to go pound salt. We're not going to do this cooperative space thing is going to end real quickly. The militarization of space is coming, but on top of that, could, could, could we be seeing a problem with a couple of big asteroids coming? And again, if you know your history, and again, if you go back and look at what, uh, for example, what Graham and others have talked about, you know, what happened exactly to Earth? Where did that big asteroid hit off the coast of Mexico in the, uh, in the uh, Gulf of Mexico? What happened to the dinosaurs? What happened to the woolly mammoths? We can talk for hours on this stuff. If you don't know it, you got to know it, but let's keep going. The rocket blasted off from Vandenberg Space Force Base in Southern California last night on a 10-month collision course with an asteroid. The Double Asteroid Redirect Test, or DART as they call it, is attempting to crash a spacecraft into an asteroid at 15,000 miles per hour. Okay, so first off, you should know that the budget for monitoring things in space has recently gone up, but for years it was less than what it cost to run a single McDonald's. We've never focused 
focused on this thing. But you notice now that there's a real effort to get at least somebody off of this rock. There's a real effort to get us into Mars. There's a real effort to basically terraform Mars so that we have some basically atmosphere. How are we going to do this? Is there water there? Can we get off this rock? And now we're looking at throwing some rockets at some asteroids that are coming this way. And yeah, global warming, global cooling, global change. And you see where I'm going with this? Scientists want to see if they can redirect the asteroid. Now, just to be clear, it's not like the movie. NASA doesn't know of any asteroid or comet that is threatening Earth, but they want to be ready in case it actually happens. Yeah. It, okay. So you got to listen to the words, parse things very carefully. So we don't know if anything is happening, but we just want to do it just in case, right? Of course we do, because if it hits the fan... <laughs> It's all over, right? The second coming, the third coming, and it doesn't mean difference how many vaxes you get. I mean, new cases of COVID-19 are up nearly 20% over the past week. This is a CDC recommends Pfizer booster shots for 16 and 17-year-olds. Pfizer says those who have gotten only two vaccines are more at risk from the Omicron variant, and company executives say the mutation could mean people would need a fourth coronavirus vaccine earlier than first expected. Okay, so you do understand. I, I, I hit this all the time. I believe in full transparency and I do believe I'm going to hit this again. Things change. You hear me say things like me, me, me. There was me yesterday, me today, me tomorrow. I don't need to be what I was yesterday and I don't need to be tomorrow what I am today. And the point being is that it's okay to be selfish. And when it comes to your financial wealth, your physical wealth, emotional and intellectual, you don't have to follow the lockstep of everybody in the world. Even if your children are being ridiculed horribly in school, then pull them out and teach them yourself. Find a way to do what you like are good, profitable, and can control. Because I got news for you. They're doing it in East L.A. Imagine waiting for your unborn baby's car seat to arrive in the mail in Seattle, only to find out its open box was sitting near the train tracks in East L.A. I'm going to show you what um, what we saw. We reached out to Eve Schaefer, who said she was waiting two weeks for this to arrive, only to get a call from us. Here's your box. Yeah. One of thousands, literally thousands of open boxes along the train tracks in East L.A. and here on one of the many side streets littered with stolen goods. So one of the things we've got going on is you have all the all the uh, boats, all the ships that are, are being uh, you know unloaded. And there's a lot of these these container cargoes, uh, boxes that are just hanging around, man. So some of these gangs and, and others are just uh, having a field day with it, including trains. You have trains that are moving these things. And listen to what the sheriff had to say when they interview him in just a minute. I'm honestly just disgusted in human behavior. Behavior. And had you called asking where it was? Yeah, we've been, my mom and I both, calling Target, FedEx. They've just reassured us that it's delayed. But here's the truth. Packages are being taken. We spotted people on the tracks nearly every time we came to check with things in their hands. Okay, so you got Los Angeles, you got California, you've got drought, you got water issues, they've got COVID up to kazoo, they got lockdowns, they've got a governor somehow or another avoided a recall. You also have, what else going on there. You've got the gang problem, you've got drug problem, and you now you got this ongoing massive theft problem. You, we need to have a couple new ports, ladies and gentlemen. Boy, build back better. Hey, Joe, hey, poopy pants, how about having a new port that actually works somewhere in the country? Union Pacific says they are aware. And that unmistakable warning whistle when those thieves realize they're being watched. Are you aware of what's happening? 
We showed L.A. County Sheriff Alex Villanueva what our cameras captured. The thieves in action, the bolt cutters in hand, the wide open cargo containers. Wow. Insane. That's all pulled from trains. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is, no, this is new to me. The department has something called the Cargo Cats Task Force. The sheriff promising they'll look into this. Alex Veloino, who is the sheriff in uh, the county, and he goes, wow, I really wasn't aware of that. But he, at the same time, they have a task force at a, um, yeah. Why are we here in the dark? Thank you. Thank you so much. Tired of uh, being jerked around. Dumb as a rock, overrated, way over their heads, wacko and incompetent. I'm calling my lawyer. So I don't know what to say anymore. Sometimes you got to be, uh, I don't know, it might be best to be a red-lipped batfish and, uh, you know, chilling out in the waters off the Cocos Islands, you know, just kind of hanging out there. And then, you know, meet my my buddy, the rosy-lipped bat, uh, lipped, uh, lipped, <laughs> lipped, L-I-P-P-E-D batfish. Oh my God, I'm tired. I'm tired. Listen, it's time to get my uh, ambassador ship and my my rocket ship ready to go. I got to go to Pluto. So if you want to join me, let's go to Pluto. Anyways, with that said, what do you say we play a little song here? Let's get out of here and then we'll finish this up. Hope you enjoy these as much as I enjoy doing them because, um, hey, sometimes you just got to sit back and go, this can't be real, is it? Yeah. And Santa Claus is real. If all the news that we're talking about is fake, how can Santa be fake? Because Santa is way more real than, I don't know. Did you ever think there would be something called a red and rosy-lipped batfish? imagine if uh, the reindeer unionized and uh, said that they weren't going to pull the uh, sleigh this year because the government uh, has restricted their hours. We can't get all the presents out on time. You think Santa might say something like, Tired of uh, being jerked around. And then, of course, you got Rudolph, the only one with a red nose. And if he's not getting paid extra... I'm calling my lawyer. Come on, folks. You got you to gotta laugh at some of this stuff. Have some fun. Lighten up. I'm in math class and my teacher is talking about coming out. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I hope you're getting ready to have a good Christmas. I know that we are. We're going to be... Uh I'm going to go off my diet. I'm going to have uh, some carbs. I'm going to have some uh, sugar, and I'm going to have a drink or two. And you should, too. I'm going to drink some of the whiskey a good friend of mine gave us for uh, Christmas. And uh, Helen, Mark, 
Thank you so much. We'll see you tomorrow, Friday, 5 o'clock in the morning. We'll be out of here in just a minute. Here we go. The Wrapper. This has been the Paul Truesdell Podcast. The Paul Truesdell Podcast is sponsored by nobody. Why? Because paid advertising chokes and corrupts free speech. Yeah. Bandwidth, production, and hosting for the Paul Truesdell Podcast provided by Fixed Cost Financial. The home of fixed cost investing. A true fiduciary-based registered investment advisor and manager. Visit FixedCostFinancial.com. That's FixedCostFinancial.com.